1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Home opener in the books for Ohio State. 35-7 is the final. That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. That's Andy Baxter. I am Spencer Holbrook. Welcome inside famed Ohio Stadium, the 102nd edition of this Ohio State football team inside this very building today for a 35-7 win over Youngstown State. The seven, understandable. You give up a touchdown on the opener, and then you cut Youngstown State off. The 35, I don't know if many people will be too thrilled with, but a win is a win. Ohio State 2-0. onto Western Kentucky, and like they always like to say, best thing about 2-0. Tim, first yeah. thoughts from
2: Ohio State 35, Youngstown State
1: 7.
2: I just sort of summed it up. I said it on a pre-game radio show that uh, what is the tipping point? Where is that, where is that point total that would make uh, uh, doubters less doubtful and optimist, you know, boy, yeah, that's exactly what I expected. I thought it was always going to be somewhere in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Ohio State had a shot definitely to get into the 40s and blew it, you know, with a holding call on a uh, touchdown run by Mayan Williams that was called back, a uh, couple, couple other opportunities. So uh, I would rule this a, you know, an adequate win over an FCS opponent which they outman. They gave up, uh, I, of course, predicted they would shut Youngstown State out, and Youngstown State came out immediately and shut me up, said shut your mouth, Tim May, and then, of course, never scored again. So that is what it is. 35-7, what what you found today was Cal McCord is the more advanced of the two quarterbacks. You asked me what I found. Cal McCord is the more advanced of the two quarterbacks, uh, barring some kind of weird thing happening over the next week. Cal McCord looks like he's going to be the starter. Although, I thought Devin Brown, the more he played, the better he looked. I guess first thoughts, I Andy. Mean, Tim's already
1: cracked open the can here.
0: Yeah. Uh, the seven points, understandable. The way they came, I wouldn't say very understandable. No. First drive of the game for Youngstown State, they marched down 75 yards, scored a touchdown. That has to be unacceptable for this Ohio State defense, especially because of the way they played at Indiana. Almost shutting out Indiana, saying that that wasn't acceptable. Well, then you give a touchdown up to an FCS opponent here at home on the first drive. I don't think jim knowles is going to like that at all i'm actually very confident in saying that also because mitch davidson the young State quarterback just dropped one in 36 yards downfield beating cam martinez down the sideline that's not a good look for cam martinez in that third down package an easy question to ask is why isn't sunny styles there or jordan hancock who's been playing the nickel so there's questions to be raised about this defense for sure uh as as far as the quarterbacks go i agree with tim that i feel like this game plan was actually helpful for everyone watching to get you know a side-by-side view of Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, and I feel like we all kind of came out with the same conclusion. Devin Brown has talent, but is not nearly as consistent as Kyle McCord right now. Well, so, these
2: were his first ever meaningful reps too. You have to keep that in mind. Right. You know?
0: So
1: Ryan Day said after in the post-game after 35 to 7, we were all in there. Ryan Day said it's under consideration whether a player would need to have a full game under his belt as a starter before they go to Notre Dame. It should be under consideration. Uh, after what we saw in this field, I do agree, Tim, Devin Brown looked better as the game went on. I agree, Andy. Devin Brown looked more comfortable as the game went on. Kyle McCord is going to need to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State. There's a level of consistency there that we have seen from Kyle now through two games um, in decision-making. Um, turn the ball over, but on a fourth down you understand that because if he doesn't get rid of that ball against Indiana, you're turning the ball over anyway. Today. Very crisp. I think he he had five or to seven incompletions. Um, I, I thought that he was in command of this offense. I thought he made some some of what I described to Emeka as CJ throws. Um, the, the second touchdown to Marvin uh, between two defenders over into the end zone was was a, just a great ball The throw across the middle to convert on a third a long third and nine uh, in this very end zone over here was a great ball. Um, that's the big takeaway here is you're, you're two weeks away from Notre Dame, Tim, yeah. and you feel like you
2: finally have an answer at quarterback. Yeah. He, the, what, what you're grasping for there is he threw with authority Yes, uh, most of the day. And it, I, I, I agree with him. The thing he was most disappointed in as he, as he left here this afternoon was that last third down pass where Marvin Harrison Jr. was running like a little little angle out, and he missed it. I mean, yeah. he threw behind him. And Marvin couldn't make the catch. Of course, we also saw Marvin drop a ball, a rare occurrence, but it did happen today. Uh, but the bottom line is all, Marvin Harrison, Jr. played extremely well. But it it just shows you what Kyle McCord's mind is. You know, he wants to be, he wants to get to that elite category. Perfect is, is unattainable, but excellent, you know. I think he played really good today. You know, yeah. excellent? No. Uh, but I think it's there. You can see it coming. And I'm always keeping in mind when I'm watching this game, who they're playing, yep. the competition. Uh, there were going to be things open in the secondary today if you could just get to them. And I would I would give him basically a B for getting to most of the things that were open today, which was, is a, B's a good score. And uh, and so it is what it is. You've, you've just beat an FCS opponent 35 to seven. The money stayed in state and you move on.
1: Andy, uh, nine catches, 78 yards, two touchdowns, through two weeks for Marvin Harrison Jr., that's pretty good. (laughs) Uh, But when you put it that way, it sounds great. When you put it as seven catches, a buck 60, and two scores today, after two for 18, there was a very obvious, obvious um, mark in the sand from Ryan Day, we have to get Marvin Harrison Jr. the ball. They got it to him early with a 71-yard touchdown, like basically right here. And often, uh, as they were throwing little out routes to him, they threw across the middle to him, they just got him the ball. And Youngstown State tried. Uh, but youngstown state failed and marvin harrison jr was was marvin today
0: yeah and that's super important for this offense it's super important for marvin harrison jr to get going and it's super important for kyle mccord because this is a connection that helped him all through high school to win three state titles it's been very well documented at this point but it was kind of absent last week in indiana well it wasn't today and i think that's really really key for those two kyle even said i think you asked him the question just to have a touchdown on that first drive go the way it did. I know they scored on their opening drive against Indiana, but it was kind of a clunky up and down drive where they punched a the ball in on the ground at the end of that one. This one was a quick, snappy touchdown drive where Marvin Harrison Jr. is coasting down the field and crossing the finish line, the end zone. And I think that it just had a different feel to it. Now, of course, the defense didn't start the way the offense did, but I do think that uh, when you're looking at the way they started in that connection, I think that's going to be huge for this offense. Yeah, I
2: just want to point out too, uh, uh, and I, this did not this isn't taking a shot at Spencer, but actually the catch was over there uh, where he broke wide open. And uh, Kyle McCord hit him in stride going down the left sideline. Uh, okay. When, when Youngstown State <laughs> was befuddled by what it had in front of it with the trips to the right side and uh, the safety was late getting there, as Andy and I were talking about. Bottom line is, though, it was, a, it was the kind of play you expect to see a lot of this year from the standpoint if the best receiver in the country breaks open, throw him the ball. You know. Yeah. And uh, that's what they did. They intended to do that all day and uh, you know, things are coming. This was a building game, always was. Work on some stuff, and I'm sure we're gonna get now to the offensive line segment of this video.
1: Thanks for the segue, Tim, really appreciate that. You're welcome. Real pro at that. Uh yeah, offensive line guys. I asked Ryan Day point kinda point blank, kinda not, trying to trying to get something out of him there, you know,
2: the well, you heard I Kind of cut me off when I first asked him about the offensive line. There's issues. Yeah. Uh, Letterman Rose. I said, would be- you like to
1: extrapolate? And he said, no. Letterman Rose is going to be all over those issues in the coming days. Um, is progress linear? No, and it never really is with football. But you also are going to need to see linear progress in the build up to September 23rd in South Bend. So that's a the, big word. The penalties on Josh Simmons cannot happen. The uh, missed assignments from, from the five, they, they can't happen. And the short yardage situation, I think they only had one, but it was yet another run to the short side, which I, it, it's very predictable at this point. Um, those can't happen against Notre Dame they can happen against Youngstown State and they can happen against Western Kentucky but those are those are drive killers and this offensive line has now had drive killers through miss again in one week against Indiana and should have been drive killers but it's Youngstown State against Youngstown State this week Andy it's it's something that they're going to have to figure out and I think they're going to start looking at options
0: yeah when you look at the offensive line it's usually the collective but I think Josh Jim is now it's back to back weeks so a little bit of concerning performance the penalties you brought up we were talking about before the show, the nature of those penalties. It's a lot of hand stuff today. holding a penalty, legal hands to the face. Last year, he led the country among all tackles and penalties. A lot of that was false starts, but certainly more concerning, well, they're all concerning, but concerning when it deals with the hands, because that's technique-wise. And then collectively, as this this group, I mean, I asked Kyle McCord, like, what is your assessment of the offensive line right now? Of course, he's supporting his guys, but he mentioned that that's a position group where it can take time. Luckily for Ohio State, they have time. They played Indiana last week. They played Youngstown State this week, and they got Western Kentucky next week, but it's certainly a a greater sense of urgency now with Notre Dame. and We've seen their offensive line. We've seen their defensive line. That's a tough team in South Bend, so they gotta get things figured out quickly.
1: Tim, uh, I thought the offensive line was better today, but better compared to last week is still not good enough with the schedule that Ohio State's gonna play starting September 23rd. I I still think it's concerning. Again, I'm I'm not gonna try to carry water for this offensive line. They're all 300 pounds and can carry their own water, but I thought it was better but better still isn't good enough.
2: Right. Well, we need the offensive line, I don't mean to beat a, a dead uh, water carrier, uh, of course, but we knew the offensive line was going to be a project going into preseason camp and going into the start of the season. And even though they decided on their starting lineup, that's the problem, I mean, it is five guys, as Ryan Day explained, basic football to you, and to others, it's five guys clicking. Yeah. Five guys, you know, one hands to the face, and boom, a great play is wiped out, you know. Now on the, on the touchdown uh, that Mayan Williams had wiped out, uh, that little basically uh, toss left, uh, sweep, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, it was, it was tra- Chip Training who got called for what I thought was a bogus holding call. You know, it should have been yeah. a touchdown. But the point is all those chip away at what could have been, like, just like last week, could have been a very impressive performance. These little mistakes added up yeah. in, in one form or fashion, and you know you hate to say it, but it's kind of what you expected. But then you think, as they move along, um, that would go away. We'll see if it does, because you're right. September 23rd at uh, at South Bend, Indiana, it's you're going to need everybody clicking, and not only that, but not shooting themselves in their in their foot. And that's the tough part, Andy is.
1: Overall, basic
2: football, I just said, not shooting themselves in the foot.
1: Overall, you look at this team and you know going into the year, okay, the offensive line is going to have its its growing pains. The quarterback's going to have its growing pains. Then you get into the moment, you get to game day, and it's like, oh, why can't they block? Why can't yeah. they do this? You want to be patient, and then all of a sudden you get caught up in the moment. And maybe we're doing that a little too much, uh, and we'll discuss that on the Monday after when we come back in this building here in, here in 48 hours less than. Um, but... I. It's just so weird. It's like a push-pull, right? Like, you know that those issues are gonna happen. You know Kyle McCord's gonna miss an open guy every now and then. You know Josh Simmons is gonna give up something that he shouldn't or get called for a penalty because that's part of the growing pains of replacing three NFL offensive linemen. But then you get in the moment, it's like, those penalties can't happen. These issues can't happen against Notre Dame. Luckily, there's that three-week ironing period. Yeah. Um, and now they've got one more left. Again, I thought it was improved, but it, again, still not just not good enough.
0: Yeah, maybe we're nitpicking, but I think you have to with this caliber of a team, the talent yep. they have and, and what's ahead. And honestly, like I'm gonna go to the other side of the ball with defense. Look, Ohio State only had nine offensive possessions. And part of that's because the defense didn't play well enough to get off the field on third down against the Youngstown State team that yes, they put up 52 points last week against Valparaiso, but this is FBS field right here, home opener for Ohio State. And I think that defense, Look, there's parts of it that played really well today. I think the linebackers, Tommy Ackenberg, had a great game. Steel Chambers yeah. has been really impressive through two weeks. There's some players in the defensive backfield that have been impressive. Uh, Denzel Burke ended that cornerback interception drought with a pick in the end zone right there. So well, there's been impressive. Say it's about time. Yeah, there's been <laughs> impressive players on the defense. Last week, they were great. This week, though, I mean, there's still things up front. We haven't talked enough about how JT Tui, Moloow, and Jack Sawyer really aren't getting that pressure we thought they would be early on this season. So there's things that need to be worked out defensively as well to help this offense get more possessions, to create more takeaways. And I think that that's something that we haven't totally seen yet. Well,
2: yeah, the way you do that is three and outs. I mean, you know, that's what you got to get down to is three and outs. And like Ryan Day said, you know, he was right. Youngstown State was waiting until the last 10 seconds to really get their play in and and run the ball to try to shorten the clock. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you know, uh, Indiana did a similar thing last week. Why wouldn't you try to shorten the game against a team this explosive? Because the thing that came out of today was you saw Ohio State make some explosive plays uh, offensively, and yeah, uh, they gave up that first touchdown drive, but then really Youngstown State never really sniffed it after that. No. So they did shut them down. It is a you know uh, a compilation, not just a, a one a one drive, and that's how you judge somebody. And it was important that Denzel Burke get that first. Uh, interception for a cornerback at Ohio State for the first time since 2021. It was important. There, there were some milestones here. And there were times when J.T. Tuomolo was like right there a couple of times but didn't get there soon enough to make the sack. They were trying to get rid of the ball pretty quick too. And the quarterback got flushed quite a bit today. So that's a good sign. Uh, you know, but, you know, when we look at a game, you want to see that spectacular. And that's what was missing. I was talking to some guys, might have been even you, Andy. Uh, The thing that kind of made this game seem kind of dull was there weren't those spectacular defensive plays, which really get a home crowd, over 100,000 people here again today, going, you know. I mean, yeah, big plays on offense, but boy, when you get a sack on third and whatever, or you get a pick on whatever, it, it just changes the tenor of this building, and that really didn't happen except for the Denzel Burke interception. Yeah, Denzel Burke
1: is the best player on this defense right now, and I feel pretty confident saying that. He's playing very, very well. He's playing, I think, at an all Big Ten level through two games. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's back. If he continues to build momentum, there's an all American level conversation to be had at some point. Uh, I am very impressed with what he's doing right now. And I, you know, Steel Chambers and Tommy Eikenberg, too. Like, those guys. Man, as we wind things down here... On the but again, game. that was
2: against an FCS opponent. Yeah.
1: Last week, too, what, though.
2: Yeah. Last yeah, week last good. week as well. Exactly. No, last week was not FCS. That was a Big Ten game. No, no. No, no
1: they're playing well yeah. last the week, The linebackers. Too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the linebackers played well gotcha. last week against an FBS team gotcha. uh, and a Big Ten team that got a win last night um, over Indiana State. So, uh, as we wind things down here on, on 35-7 Ohio State over Youngstown State, the rapid reaction to that, uh, fellas couple people that I'd, I'd like to give shout outs to. Just, I thought they played really well. Uh, Carson Hinsman I thought had a much better game today. Uh, on the inside, there's probably gonna be some things I see on film that make me regret saying that. But overall, in his first two starts, I think he's doing okay. And that's I think what Ohio State expected from him. Uh, you're seeing some growth from him and then uh, Gabe Powers who didn't make the travel roster last year all of a sudden makes back-to-back tackles on kickoff team like good for Gabe Powers man. Absolutely. You keep your head you keep your head on straight you're a sophomore but you don't get to make the trip uh, to Indiana you come back home in the home opener and you make it known that hey maybe I deserve to be on that travel roster after uh, back-to-back tackles inside the 25 on kickoff team those are the plays that help you Uh, Get noticed by the coaching staff. I won't be surprised fellas if he's the special teams player of the week. I I thought I was impressed Um, You know, we got it. We're gonna have to get an update on Arvell Reese He looked fine uh, after that original injury. They they did some extremities tests on him and then yeah They were
2: concerned about a head neck injury there and uh, and at least he came came off Sort of on his own power and and got it done because they went through all the tests out there before they lifted his head up and uh, You know good good for him and then Malik Hartford Started the game, and I did get an explanation afterward. I don't know what happened.
1: Uh, uh, I think that's a good topic for the Monday show, Tim, yeah, as we yeah. gather more information. But, I
2: mean, Jihad uh, Carter went in and played all day because, obviously, Josh Proctor was ruled out with that ankle, which he said was nothing last week when we were talking to him on the field. Remember, mm-hmm. he had a big ice pack on his left ankle. I guess it was something because <laughs> he didn't play today. And uh, I thought Jahad Carter had played pretty well except for that one personal foul penalty.
0: I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, I think Sonny Styles had the hardest hit, though. It actually came right before that interception. Denzel Burke had. He just laid one in to yeah. the young Youngstown's tight end in the flat. Uh, we've seen a lot of that so far in two weeks of Sonny Styles, which is pretty exciting to and see. he got
2: pulled off the field at one point because he kind of screwed up, you know, a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, and he ends up back in there. And yeah, I agree with you about that.
0: Yeah. Final thing I guess I'll say is that as much as I believe that Kyle did a lot to separate himself in this quarterback competition, I think enough, quite honestly, for... From my own eyes, uh, I think that Devin Brown did show some encouraging things. If you're looking at a guy for potentially next year, or if he had to step in this season for whatever reason, I think that fourth and seven play he had finding G. Scott was pretty crafty. That shows the creativity he has. Moxie. So yeah, so there's there's a lot of good things about both of these quarterbacks. which is I think we see right now that Kyle is more ready. Yeah, the
2: team. And, and I asked Devin after afterwards. Uh, you know, at least, you know, uh, you well, how much you're going to study yourself, you know. And, and he said, yeah, oh yeah, you always go boot back and look it back, and I said, and now, actually, you have some video to study. You know what I mean? For the first time ever, he's got video of him playing in a game when the game is on the line. Yeah, in the second quarter, we're still on the line, but when the game matters, and that, that's huge for a player to get to see himself doing and not doing things, and uh, he'll be much better off because of that.
1: Final little shout out I'm gonna give on this show. Number 91, Tyleek Williams. Looks really good on the interior. Jaden McKenzie got some first half run. He looks good. My call is, without explanation, he's very good. Um, He just is. But uh, Tim, I'm gonna give some flowers here to Jaden McKenzie, Tyleek Williams. The rotation today I thought was pretty good. Um, Well maintained. I thought everybody looked more fresh. I think the entire defense looks more fresh with this clock rule, even if the offense hates it. Uh, But we're gonna get into that and so much more in the immediate aftermath of Ohio State 35, Youngstown State 7. 2-0 2-0 on the season, and as Urban Meyer, Mark Pantone, like to say on the Twitter machine, or X as they call it now, the kids do, uh, the best yeah. thing about going 2-0, dot, 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 and you can fill in the blank from there. Uh, the 40-year vet Tim May will have plenty of coverage at LettermanRoad.com. In the aftermath of 35-7 Ohio State, as will Andy Backstrom, and so will I, Spencer Hover, quarterbacks, defense, offensive line, all of that and more coming at Come be a member today. Uh, join, the, join the membership club and... Uh, you can get all of Tim's work, all of Andy's work, all of my work. Matt Parker on the recruiting side. We would love to have you. $1 for a month. Can't beat that deal. Nope. For now, we're going to head up to the press box, get back to work, so you guys can, can enjoy all of that content at lettermanrow.com.